one man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi, it's Brian Timoney here and uh, welcome on to today's podcast. Now today, I'm going to be talking about film quotes or quotes from movies um, that I think are very instructional when it comes to acting. In fact, these quotes are going to make you a better actor if you, you actually take them on board. So let's get cracking with the first one. Now, the first quote that I've picked here is from Reservoir Dogs. Um, which, of course, brilliant movie written, directed by Quentin Tarantino. And um, there's a really great scene in it where um, there's one character who's basically, he's um, trying to learn a story. He's an undercover cop. And he's basically trying to learn a story that he's going to tell, that um, that he's going to tell to his drug dealer um, associates. That he's, you know, he's basically infiltrated this gang of drug dealers. And he has to have this story, basically a story from his past about his um, pretend, if you like, drug dealing past that will make him look authentic in that crowd. And he's been coached by another undercover cop and he's been told that, you know, if you're going to pull this off, if you're going to tell this story in this company, you have got to be brilliant at doing this. Um, otherwise, it could cost you your life. So basically, um, this is what the character of Holdaway, um, who's the um, the experienced under- undercover cop, says to uh, Tim Roth's character, who is um, trying to learn the ropes, if you like. He says this, An undercover cop has got to be Marlon Brando. To do this job, you've got to be a great actor. You've got to be naturalistic. You've got to be naturalistic as hell. If you ain't a great actor, you're a bad actor, and bad acting is bullshit in this job. So there we go. Um, What I would suggest is that not only is um, bad acting bullshit and the the job of being an undercover cop, it also relates to the the, obviously the world of acting. Um, Because if you are you're not a great actor, then um, or you you know you're not very good, then obviously that's going to be seen very quickly by people that are watching actors day in, day out. Look, in the same way as the undercover cop going in to talk to drug dealers, drug dealers know what other drug dealers are like. They are hanging around them day and night. They know the ins and outs. They know their business. They know the kind of people they're working with. And they can they can smell a fake. You know, they can, they can spot somebody who isn't authentically, you know, one of them, if you like. Um, the same happens in acting. You know, if you go in and your your acting isn't as good as it should be, or you know it's amateur, or you don't know the ropes, it's going to stand out to people that live and breathe this industry day and night. You know, casting directors, what are they doing? Basically, they are sitting watching actors day in, day out, either on their laptops or their computers, or actually in the room with them. So they are doing it all the time. You can't pull the wool over these kids' eyes, right? So. The fact is that you have got to be brilliant. And, you know, in this quote, he says you've got to be naturalistic. You know, naturalistic as hell, I would agree with that. But not only that, on top of that, you've got to be real. Because there is a difference just from being naturalistic to real. Um, You know, naturalistic means, uh, you know, having all the behaviours that you'd normally have in real life, um, unaffected by a watching audience. On top of that, I would say that you still, you, you know, you've got to be real because... You could be naturalistic, but there's nothing in it, you know, that doesn't have any life in it. 
which um, which isn't as good, obviously. So you, on top of being naturalistic, you've got to bring a heavy dose of reality to it. The kind of reality that when you watch it, you you know you don't think it's acting; you just think somebody's been mega real. Um, so there we go. That's um, the the first quote that I think that can help you in your acting, which is about you know really thinking about making it so real that if you were walking into a, a, an audition room, that they they think this person has nailed it. They they can really do the job. Okay, let's move on to the next quote, and um, this next quote is from Breaking Bad. Um, and this quote is said by Walter White, uh, a.k.a. Heisenberg. If you're a, a Breaking Bad fan, that'll all make sense. And long story short, um, Walter White is a chemistry teacher who um, is diagnosed with um, with cancer. And it kind of has a, obviously has a big effect on him. And it kind of wakes him up to the fact of what he's been doing with his life. And... He questions about he questions himself about the fact that has he been doing what he should be doing or has he satisfied with what he's done? Because obviously the Grim Reaper is standing in the background here and he's thinking, you know what, my time is limited and um have I didn't done everything I wanted to do or have have I prepared am I prepared to pass on um from from the earth plane as it were to, to somewhere else? You know, am my family gonna be secure once I leave? And um, it really causes him to think and to ponder. And um, he says this quote um, to a friend of his who's going through a really tough time and is a bit fearful about something. He he says this to him. He said, "I, I have spent my whole life scared, frightened of things that could happen, might happen, might not happen. 50 years I've spent like that, finding myself awake at three in the morning. But you know what? Ever since my diagnosis, I've slept just fine. When I came to realise that it was fear that's the worst of it. That's the real enemy. So get up, get out in the real world, and you kick that bastard as hard as you can right in the teeth. So there we go, that's Walter Walter White. And I think the big lesson from, from that is the fact that, um, you know, that fear is the worst enemy, you know, and um, or, or the real enemy. And I think that can really um, affect... Um, an, an actor or an aspiring actor in different ways from an aspiring actor point of view you know when you're thinking about becoming an actor usually this fear that kicks in right away you know fear of what other people may think of you fear about whether you're going to be any good or not whether you're any talent or not once you're an actor there's still fear potentially about you know going on to perform in a film or a play you know the the fear of am I going to be able to do it as well as I want to do it um and coming, you know, understanding and embracing that fear, basically, and and basically going, or, or maybe actually taking Walter's advice and just kicking it in the teeth, so that it doesn't hold you back, so that you don't start to second guess yourself and and start to question yourself about whether you should do this or that. Often, when we just remove judgment, you know, we remove the the fear. Um, we we go ahead and do it. So here's something to think about. You know, what would you do if there was nothing to be afraid of? Um, what actions would you take? Because I think that's really what Walter's saying here. You know, he's all the things that he was worried about, all the things that you know that some you know we've all done it. You know, we've all laid lay in our bed at three o'clock in the morning worrying about this, that, the next thing. Most of which never come to fruition, by the way. Most of the things that you worry about never actually happen. But you still worry about them. You still ponder on them. Um, 
But he's saying, well, actually, you know, in the end, none of that really matters. And once you get past that and we really get into the stuff that really matters, then, you know, go for it. Don't let fear, you know, be in the way, as it were, and, and hold you back and let go of the, the other stuff that really isn't that important anyway. So there we go. That's the quote from um, Walter White in Breaking Bad. So let's move on to the next one, which is a really big one. All right, so I'm going to take a, a deep breath for this one. Um, it's from The Godfather. And this quote is said by the character of Jack Waltz. And Jack Waltz is a, a really big time um, Hollywood producer. And he's in a situation basically where he has a protege <clears throat> and the protege um, he spent a lot of time and money in developing her skills and it was back in the day where Hollywood had a studio system and they would, they would invest a lot of time and money into people that they thought were the, the stars of tomorrow as it were so anyway he's he's done this with this one girl and um, but she's ran off with this other actor and she's sort of you know not around and sort of you know not playing ball as it were and Jack blames um, the uh, Don Corleone's, um, one of his relatives, basically, um, for that, Johnny Fontaine, who is an actor, and the one that is taking this young girl and, and um, led her astray, as it were. And Jack Walsh is really angry about this, and this is what he had to say to um, Don Corleone's um, um, sort of right-hand man who came to chat to him about this. He says this, Johnny Fontaine ruined one of Walt's International's most valuable protégés. For three years we had her under contract, singing lessons, dancing lessons, acting lessons. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. I was going to make her a big star. And let me be even more frank, just to show you that I'm not all, you know, hard-hearted man, that it's not all about dollars and cents. She was beautiful. She was young. She was innocent. She was the greatest piece of ass I've ever had, and I've had him all over the world. And then Johnny Fontaine comes along with his olive oil voice and his guinea charm and she runs off. She threw it away just to make me look ridiculous. And a man in my position can't afford to be made to look ridiculous. So there's the quote. And the very important part of that quote is the very last line. And a man in my position can't afford to be made to look ridiculous. Now, this is the case um, with casting directors, agents, directors and producers. You know, as an actor you kind of just think, you know what, I'm going to get a shot at auditioning. I get it, I get it, I don't, I don't, hopefully I do but, you know, I'll go on and do it. Um, but what you can be easy to forget is there's a lot of people behind the scenes that have got you into that room who are hoping and praying that you pull off a good audition or that you are good enough to play the role. And if you go in there and you're not prepared or you, you're not playing the game and you make them look ridiculous, then listen, you ain't getting into that room ever again. It is, it is over. Um, you know, it's like I've seen this happen to, to many an actor, you know, either they've turned up late or they haven't learned the lines or they don't know the character and that comes out in the process of the audition. Um, Listen, they, you know, they cannot be made to, to look ridiculous in front of their peers. So if you inadvertently, you know, or advertently don't do, you know, pull off a good audition or, you know, do your job, it makes them look bad to their peers. And that 
they, they can't afford, you know, because you got to think about it. They, their their livelihood depends on their ability to find good actors. And if somebody walks into the room who's not a good actor or can't pull it off, you know, you know, to them, it's not so much about the fact that you screwed it up. It's the fact that you're making them look bad. And um, as Jack said, you know, people in their position can't be made to look ridiculous. So something to take on board um, so that you'll be ultra prepared, so that you're not just thinking about yourself, you're thinking about making that cast and director or agent look good um, because that will mean that they'll come back to you again and again to, um, to, to hopefully fulfil more roles. Okay, so that was that quote. Um, okay, so a slightly shorter one this time. Um, which is from the film There Will Be Blood. <clears throat> and this is by the character that Daniel Day-Lewis plays called Daniel Plainview. And this is the quote. It's, it says, Sir, if you have a milkshake and I have a milkshake and my straw reaches across the room, I'll end up drinking your milkshake. So that's the quote. And really what is going on there is um, Daniel is explaining to um, another guy basically that um, you know, the fact is that if you're not careful, you know, it'd be quite easy to um, for something to be stolen from you that is actually yours. Um, it's all to do with an, an oil pipeline and an oil well um, in the film. But basically, um, it kind of highlights the fact that if you're not careful, somebody can take something away from you right un- from underneath your nose if you're not if you're not careful. And when we think about that in acting terms, you know, there's the fact is there could be a part and offer. There could be, you could be penciled, you know, and penciling is like you're probably down at the last two. And another actor could snap that roll up from underneath your nose if you're not careful. Just by being a little bit more maybe detailed in their work, a little bit more clever in how they do the business side of things. Um, a little bit more um, inventive or creative about building rapport with the director. There's many different things that could um, that could sway it in somebody else's direction. Um, so that's something to... Obviously, there's a lot of things that are out with your control, um, but don't forget there's a lot in your control and you don't want to let somebody else drink your milkshake if you can possibly avoid it. Um, so making sure that you're on top of things, that you've thought of everything, you're being inventive and creative um, will ensure that nobody gets their hands on your milkshake. Um, so something to think about there from There Will Be Blood. Great scene, actually, if you've never seen that scene in, uh, in the film um, where Daniel really kind of um, really goes for it. Very good, very good scene. OK, the final quote is from and a very short quote from um, The Karate Kid and this is by the char- character um, Miyagi who is like the uh, the Karate Kid's teacher uh, the wise old teacher who basically teaches him everything that he needs to know about karate and the quote is this wax on, wax off that's it and basically what this is about is that um, Miyagi tells the kid you know the karate kid turns up all keen and eager to learn karate he goes look forget all of that he says i want you to wax my car and the guy karate kid's going what he said look you're going to learn from this he said just just do it 
He says, and so he basically says, look, I want you to wax my car, wash wash my car first, and then we're going to, you're going to wax it. And he gives them two cloths, and he, he basically shows them to do a circle, or you know, putting the wax on. And with his other hand, you know, he's got another cloth, and he basically wax, takes the wax off. And he basically shows them that routine. He said, I want you to do the whole car like that, one hand putting the wax on, other hand taking the uh, the wax off. And um, he says... Well, I don't really understand what this has got to do with um, with actually karate. But okay, so he keeps doing this and he does it over and over, and then finally he gets sick of it and he says to you know to my Aggie, I don't get it. He said I don't understand why I'm doing this. Wax on, wax off, and then my Aggie so- shows him, you know, the 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 movement that he's doing for wax on, wax off on the car is actually a karate movement. And he's just, he got him to do this one movement over and over and over again, you know, until he was absolutely bored of it and couldn't take anymore. But by doing that repetitive action, he became really, really good at it. And that was the big lesson. And I think that is a lesson as well in this uh, for actors is that, you know, I, I, I do, sometimes you see people get really excited about change, about doing different scenes or doing different act, acting exercises. You know, it's like the, the shiny new object, if you like, you know, and, and, and wanting to be excited about something new. Um, here's the thing is, I get more, you know, there's more benefit from doing one thing over and over and over again until you're brilliant at it than changing things all the time and, and um, you know, trying new things out constantly instead of you know really mastering some one thing really well you know one of the things that I get my students to do is that we have a sequence of exercises that they go through and they they repeat these exercises every day you know over and over again um, and you know some of them are just you know it's like I don't know it's like the data entry of method acting if you like there's just certain exercises that need to get done um, yeah, sometimes over time, the you know it gets a bit boring because you think, oh, do I need to do this exercise again? But it's like being an athlete. You know, it's like athletes get into the gym every day and they do the same exercises every day, pretty much, and they've got to do it because their their bodies, their instruments have got to be taken to a certain level, and um, they've they've got to make sure that they do that. So there we go. Um, and I'll leave you with one final um, sort of idea, a quote from Bruce Lee on that subject because he said this, he said, look, he said, I don't fear the man who's done um, 10,000 kicks. He said, I fear the man who's done one kick and practiced it 10,000 times. So there you go. There's something in that, I do believe. So there we go. Um, That's all for today's podcast. I think if you take all of that on board, it will certainly make a a big impact into your work. Okay, until the next time, see you then. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.